0: Hey, in this episode, I'm having a conversation with Kay Hillman, incredible entrepreneur, business coach, and owner of a media company. And we are talking about how to run your business in 20 hours a week. Yes, 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 you heard this right. In just 20 hours a week, how can you structure your week and your hours and your days in a way that uses your time so effectively? We talk about... What should you be doing on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? How should you be structuring your time? What are those hacks, the tips, but also what are the key automations that you should have in your business that will allow you to have this wealth and creating powerful, successful business, but also have the time freedom that I know so many of you really crave and want. So if that is of interest, keep on listening. So how do you create generational wealth for you and your family without feeling burnt out, overwhelmed, or sacrificing that special time with your family and friends? and how to run your business like a true CEO. That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. Hi, I'm Elena Dakas, and I'm a founder and CEO of Bossy Hills. And for the last 20 years, I have been buying and selling companies. I have bought and sold over 50 companies worth over 10 billion US dollars and opened the leads to hundreds of businesses to see what works from the inside. Why is it that one company has everything going for it? Celebrity state huge following, but underneath it all the founder is trapped within its business, hating its clients, can't exit, and can't scale. And those elements over the last 20 years what successful companies had in common and what failed businesses missed to implement is what I have put into my signature framework powerhouse CEO. And those are the insights I will be sharing with you every single week. Hey, in this episode, I'm having a conversation with Kay Hillman, incredible entrepreneur, business coach, and owner of a media company. And we are talking about how to run your business in 20 hours a week. Yes, 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 you heard this right. In just 20 hours a week, how can you structure your week and your hours and your days in the way that uses your time so effectively? We talk about... How, what should you be doing on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? How should you be structuring your time? What are those hacks, the tips? But also, what are the key automations that you should have in your business that will allow you to have this wealth and creating powerful, successful business, but also have the time freedom that I know so many of you really crave and want. So if that is of interest, keep on listening. Hello, hello. I have a very special guest with me today, Kay Hillman, and we're going to be talking such incredible stuff. We're going to be talking about how to build a powerful, successful business in part-time hours without sacrificing your family time and your sanity. Okay, welcome. I'd love you to start and introduce yourself. Tell us some more about you and your business.
1: Yes. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited. We just had a good old chat on my podcast. So I'm super excited to just keep on talking. Um, But my name is Kay Hillman. I am a marketing and sales strategist. Um, and I predominantly work with moms or just women who Aspire to have families or people that just have a life, right? Like I'm I'm one of those people, like there is so much more to life besides just doing business. Um, and my sweet spot is really helping people create sustainable strategies and business structures so that they can work under 20 hours a week and not sacrifice their life or their family or just enjoying what they're working so hard for while they're trying to build their business. So that's a little bit of me in the nutshell.
0: (laughs) It's amazing. And it's such an important topic because I know for so many women listening. You know, that time is such a big constraint for them. You know, they're running uh, their business. uh, They want to really, you know, progress it. They have big goals, big ambitions, big aspirations, but they also have a family or maybe looking after their parents or something else. With so many women, this is what we experience. There's other things on our shoulders. So this idea of how can I do all of this on on my business with social media, with all those things, in just 20 hours is an exciting thing to talk about. So tell us more about what this could look like and how can people think about this?
1: Yes, so the biggest thing that I always tell people is that priorities are key. And I always start there. What is the most important thing to you? And for a lot of us, I hate to say it, and, I, and a lot of us don't want to admit it, but it's not our business. And that can kind of be a, a crazy mind thing to think like, oh, wow, like I'm building this thing. It's important to me. It, it's my life's work, right? I feel like my business is my life's work. But it's not the number one priority in my life, right? There are things like my kids, my marriage, you know, my parents, right? There are different, there may be different roles that we, we have that are a level of importance that are just slightly above our business. And I feel like that is step one of figuring out what is that priority for you? What, what, and it can be multiple things, right? What are these things that are important to you? And then from there, you can look at your time. So I'm really big on time tracking. I teach all my students to track your time. And so I use Toggle. People use all types of different apps. You know, you can really use anything. But I I always tell people, let's do a time audit. Because sometimes we don't realize how much time we're spending doing things that either one, are not actually moving the needle forward, or two, we're spending our time doing things that somebody else is better suited to do. And that can be, yeah, that, that can be a huge, when you see where your time is going, you're, you're going to be better able to say, you know what, maybe investing in um, a virtual assistant or investing in a housekeeper or investing in something else is a actual good use of my time. When I'm able to spend more time with my kids, when I'm able to prioritize visiting my family, things like that. So those are like a couple of the first things that I always say, let's, let's, do a time audit. Let's see what's going on with your time. And let's figure out what your priorities are so that we can align those two things so that you can have a productive business.
0: Wow, that is a big one. Because you're right, so many people also struggle with outsourcing because they think, well, I don't know what to give my VA. I don't know what to recruit person for. Uh, what I hear, This is what I hear a lot from people saying, it's easier for me to do it myself.
1: Right? That is a huge myth,
0: There's- that's Such a, a huge myth. myth.
1: And and I, I feel like, so uh, I understand it on both both perspectives. And, and I like to tell people, you know what, I get it. Because sometimes we don't have the capital, right? Sometimes we don't have the money to actually invest maybe in the way that we want to. And that's where another level of priorita- prioritization comes in for me. Because I, I like to look at your business structure, right? Let's look at your business. What are you actually doing? And what can we take away? Um, We talked about this on my episode, actually, where you talked about taking away from your message and it's the same concept when it comes to your business structure. Sometimes we're doing all these different strategies, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, like we're doing all these podcasts, we're doing all these things. And it's like... Well, of course you're not able to get where you want to go because you're doing too much. And especially if you are in the high ticket sales game, or if you're in like that mid, mid to high ticket sales, really anywhere, but I, I specialize in mid and high ticket sales. It's like, you don't have to do all those things. You can really streamline and focus on three core areas. I, I teach people to focus on three core platforms. And that is where you ride the wave of building your business. And that's sustainable, right? So if you are a team of one, you can sustain those three channels, and maybe you outsource something else in your life. One thing that I always talk about is the first thing that I ever outsourced in my life after I had kids was laundry. I didn't know that you could send your laundry out. (laughs) And so when I found this out, though, I got so much time back because when I really thought about it and when I did my time on it, I realized I was spending so much time, one, mentally agonizing over laundry. And then two, the the, the time that I was spending doing laundry, I wasn't building my business and I wasn't spending with my family because I was just, you know, folding these clothes and doing all this random stuff. And so, I like to tell people sometimes where you outsource or where you you know put money out, it's not always directly tied to your business, but it is directly tied to getting you your time back and making it to where when you are spending time in your business, you can really be intentional and focused and you're not doing a bunch of different things. And so when that time is over, you can log out your computer, wipe your hands and be done. I don't think about my business when I'm not working. I don't think about it. Now, of course, as entrepreneurs, we're always inspired. You know, there's always going to be that inspiration that comes up. So don't get me wrong. I do think about it, but I'm not agonizing in the back of my mind of like, oh, I have this to do and this to do and this to do all these running tabs. I don't have that. And my clients don't either because we have set things up and we are very intentional and focused on what is the business that we're creating? What is that structure that we have with the business? What are the things that we're required to do? And how can we streamline it? And how can we put systems in place so that when we aren't working, we don't have to worry about work?
0: Love it. Absolutely love it. And you're right. I think this time audit is critical. So many people don't do that. Like, and I think especially with social media, I see a lot of people complaining, coming to and say, Elena, I feel like I'm spending so much of my time on social media. But actually, if I look back and see what return on effort, on time I'm seeing, I'm not seeing that much of a return on time. And that's a key thing to ask as well. And I love that you actually focus on that. Is really thinking, right, where do you spend a lot of your time? Is it the priority? Are you seeing the results from it. Is it actually working? Yes. Uh, it's so, so powerful. I tell people all the time because social media
1: trips everybody up. And every time I do a time audit with my clients, they always come back to me and they're just so blown away by the social media because I tell them two things. I say, I want you to track your time and then I want you to send me a screenshot of your screen time. It's always their screen time is always higher than the time that they track on social media. You know why? Because we spend a lot of pointless time scrolling and not actually doing anything. Huge. So the reason why you don't have any time, it's not because you were working on your business, but it was because you were scrolling because you were, you know, maybe doing research or whatever, whatever you want to call the time you spend scrolling. And when people see that, that is usually the big shift and the big aha of like, okay, one, I need a better relationship with social media. Um, but two, Social media, I always say social media is the best thing that can happen to us business owners because it's free marketing. Of course, we can do paid advertising, stuff like that. So there's a paid aspect to it, but it is free marketing. But if we're not intentional about the time we spend there, we can literally waste so much time, energy, and effort on this platform that may not actually get you the return on investment you think it's going to get. And that's where we have to be really intentional about prioritization. But we also have to remember that When I'm saying 20 hours a week, I'm also including the time that you spend creating content and scrolling on Instagram and all that kind of stuff. So if you're scrolling for five hours a day, that is really eating up that time that you should be spending actively working on your business. Because I I would much rather be present with my kids and present with my husband than to be on social media researching TikTok trends. Like that's just not for me.
0: (laughs) not for exactly.
1: me. and it's not for most people you not know for most
0: people and i think this is where you have to remember is the way the algorithm is designed is designed to keep you on the pl- platform um i remember i had to send a message to someone um on in my dms it's like i was doing my emails and that, and that literally i got distracted i was like wow i'm doing it's just got me completely derailed i now forgot what i was doing to begin with it i lost my chain train of thoughts <laughs> now i have to get back back to my previous activity and now that switching time between the tasks there's half an hour lost that's it i'm never gonna get that time back and i was just reminded the algorithm is designed especially on tiktok it's so powerful algorithm there designed to just absorb your attention and you have to i think our attention is most valuable resource in, in right now and especially, so one
1: thing with with my clients is a lot of my clients tend to be moms or they're family planning or um, even some people are like caretakers, right? And so you have such limited time to give to your business. And that's, that's the other thing. When you have limited time to give to your business, you have to be super intentional with that time. And so I, I really do teach like, hey, 20 hours a week. And that, that's the max for me. Like I tell, I tell people like, Hey, listen, the max that I could probably get to my business. I mean, sometimes I have crazy weeks, but the max on average is 20 hours. And usually it's, it, I don't even reach that. It it may be two hours a night, two hours a day, whatever that may look like. And so we really look at your life, like with that time audit, we're really looking at your life. Okay, are you a morning person? Are you a night person, right? Because sometimes we're doing work at the wrong time. So then we're not really optimized for, for best performance in being able to actually get things done. And when we only have a limited amount of time, you really have to focus on the priorities. You really have to focus on what is the most important, and also, when we're thinking about being someone that has limited time, I always tell people, okay, you have to ask yourself, what does my business need? Like, where does my business need my attention? Is it my clients? Is it my content? Or is it the company, right? Is it the back-end stuff? Is it is it those systems and operations? What area needs my, my attention? And so I like to kind of think things through and, and kind of break the days of the week down or just like break your schedule down into, okay, today we have a content like a marketing day. These, these are my marketing hours. And a lot I tell a lot of people, you know, you want to spend quite a bit of your, your time in your business on your marketing, your sales hours, right? Give that a, quite a bit of effort, especially in the beginning where you're trying to generate leads and pull people through. Once you have a system in place and set up and, and something that's kind of going evergreen and not, not evergreen in the traditional sense, but just something that's actively going, then you can kind of pull back those hours, but you don't want to cut it off. And that's the that's problem a lot of people make. They'll do a marketing Marketing, they'll do sales. They'll you know launch something, and then they'll just fall off the face of the earth. Like, yeah. and it's like, no, 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 don't do that. You know, you still want to give some time to those marketing minutes, but then you also want to think about okay, the back end of your business because the next thing to go once you start getting clients is your systems, right? If you don't have systems in place, things get overwhelming. You know, if you're not maintaining your systems, things get overwhelming. If you don't have team or if you're working on bringing in team, right? You want to think about those things. So does the company need you, right? Do you Mm -hmm. need to do a CEO day and, and, and figure out, okay, what is the next step? What is the next quarter looking like? Do you need to check in with team, right? So does the company need you right now? And you need to spend some minutes on that. So I like to do at least once a month, and usually my fridays are my you know company day like i really work on what does the company need um and then you have your clients right of course we have to serve our clients and a lot of people think like okay how do you only work 20 hours a week and have clients like not only am i a coach but i'm also a service provider i have a whole photography company i still only spend 20 hours a week wow and between like between i only spend 20 hours a week I, there's no capacity for any more. And it's simply because I'm intentional about my time and prioritization. And this is the exact the same thing that I teach my clients. And when you start from there, when you really start your business from thinking about what is the most important thing to me, and this is the cap, like this is the only, like I'm not gonna work more than this. It keeps you from getting to a point where you let yourself get burned out, where you're overworking yourself and where you're accepting unaligned clients. Because I I don't have the tolerance I don't, I don't have the time for clients that aren't aligned because my time is so finite and it's okay to say that. And I feel like as, as coaches, as service providers, we have to feel confident and rooted in the fact that you don't have time for an unaligned client. You don't have time for a headache, nightmare client. You don't need to just, you you don't need to just take somebody's money just because you need, there, there's another, I promise you there's another client out there. That's better. There's another.
0: Yes. Th- th- that is huge. <laughs> Can we just land this point? This is so big. There is a huge power of you saying no. I think it's so key. If you have a conversation with someone in a discovery call anywhere else and sometimes you feels, oh, this is not a right person, trust that voice. Trust yeah. that voice. I think it's so key because actually working, like I have a really powerful group program and I'm so peaky. I'm so key to who enters that space because I also believe it's like a place of sacred transformation. You know, I have a responsibility in front of other women, out of my clients to have the best people enter this world, enter the space. And I think she's so right. But I guess this structure that you talk about also helps you set the boundaries, right?
1: Yes, exactly. And That is the key thing, right, is especially as business owners where you are not trying to work a whole lot. You have to set the boundary and then enforce the boundary. Right. You have to live by the boundary. And so like for me, even though I am the like I'm a night out through and through. So you can find me working anywhere from about 11 p.m. to like one or two a.m., but nobody would know. Nobody would know because my communications don't go out until my office hours, which start at 10, right? Other people's office hours start at eight. That's good for you, right? That's the boundary that you have. But for me, my boundary is 10 o'clock, right? And we have to set those boundaries and then you have to live by those boundaries. And it can be hard. And I do recognize this. It can be hard when you're in that building stage of business, right? Where you're just wanting to, you know, you want to sign all the clients or, you know, you feel like you need all those things. But I promise you, if you start your business with a solid foundation, if you start your business operating the way that you want your business to run in the future, you'll be happier off and you'll be more successful. It's going to be more sustainable. It's going to be more profitable because you're not... In this um frantic energy from the jump, right? And energy is like one of the biggest things that just kind of gets us all out of whack. If our energy is off, if you're tired, if you're exhausted, if you're just working with these unaligned clients, it's gonna lead you to have this resentment towards your business. It's gonna lead you to not being able to make clear, effective decisions in your business. And that's just not the energy that you need. Like that's not the energy that you need, and it's not something that's gonna be sustainable. And so I really spend a lot of time talking about boundaries, talking about, okay, if this is the boundary you're going to set, this is what you need to live by, right? And the truth of the matter is, is that your clients feel most safe and secure when you practice what you preach. Yeah. They feel the most safe and secure, right? They feel like you are on it and you know what you're doing when you practice what you preach, when you live by what you say you can do, when you live by the boundaries that you've put in place, right? They feel safe and secure. And and that that will take you so much further than any other little strategy, right? Any other little hack that you could do, really living by your boundaries and really showing your clients that hey. I'm not just saying this to be saying, and you know, I'm actually living this. I'm actually doing this in my business where I'm doing this, you know, in my family, whatever. Like that, that builds so much more trust than anything else could. Yeah,
0: I think that's huge. I think that's huge. So I love this idea of structure. So do you have a calendar that says like CEO day, marketing day, content day, and it's really kind of, this is the day where you don't touch anything else.
1: Okay, so there's two things to this. Yes and no, right? So the yes is that I do have in general, I know that like, okay, each month, my goal is to have one CEO day. I have anywhere from two to three content days. um, and then the rest of the rest of the month, I just kind of you know, pick and choose what I need depending on the week. Um but that's where the no part comes in because every week is different. You know, we all know as moms, life is today is not gonna be like tomorrow. <laughs> And in my mind, I would love to have a a, a plan and and I I teach my clients, you know, it depends on who you are. Right. Because some of my 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 clients are neurotypical. Right. Some are not. So depending on how your brain even works, certain certain structures may not work for you. Right. And so this is why. and, And this is what I love about working with with women and working with business owners is that everybody gets to be different. I always talk about, this is my thing that I always say, moms do business different. Um, But it's not even just moms, it's people do business different. When you really think about successful business owners, no two people are actually running their business the exact same or operating their schedules the exact same, right? I'm successful and I'm not a morning person. I have no 3 a.m., 5 a.m. morning routine, right? But I have clients who their optimal performance 5 a.m., like they have to have a 5 a.m. morning routine. So it, it, it is going to look different for everyone. And so what I like to say is we have a plan, but we go with grace, right? So there's a plan, but we go with grace. Like, you know, because some Love days, some weeks don't work out, you know? And we also, um, something else that uh works really good is I, I also help my clients. Some people really do need a lot more flexibility. So sometimes we think about, I try to help people think about things in, in terms of, okay, let's look at your life or your business in seasons, okay? So maybe, maybe a season for some party might look like six weeks, right? You can work in a concentrated six-week sprint and then you need two weeks off, right? So then we look at, okay, how can we structure these six weeks to be the most productive, and so that when it's time for you to take your two weeks off, you can rest and recover and come back into your business into that next six-week cycle, right? So like I said, it really does look different from person to person, um, but I do like to say You at minimum you do need you know your content days, your marketing days, your um your CEO days, right? You want to make sure that you're making room for those. But the way it falls on the calendar, it's just gonna look so different for everyone. Like, and that's I think that's the fun part. You know, the fun part in knowing that like I can really design this thing the way that I want and the way that actually fits my lifestyle and with with space so that things can come up right because as moms as caretakers at maybe you have a nine to five right even if you have a nine to five things come up in life and you need to have that space and grace to navigate that and still be able to build or at least sustain the growth of your company
0: yeah i love that and let's talk about automations what is your kind of take on automations what do you like i think that's because i think i'd love you i'd love your thoughts on automations Okay.
1: I love automations. (laughs) I love me a good system. I love automations. And the reason being is because like I said, a lot of times life will happen. Things will come up and you want things to just work. And even if life doesn't happen, you want to be able to, you know, wake up and there's money in your inbox, right? Like you want to wake up and a client is signed or or whatever, right? So I know for me, one thing that I like to do is, um, well, one thing that I use is Dubsado, right? I love Dubsado. I have systems like all my workflows and stuff set up in Dubsado. And so for my photography company, I'll, I will say about 80% of my clients never talk to me. Like they find me, you know, maybe we engage on social media a little bit, but like they find me, they book me, I wake up and I see it on my calendar. Right. And it's because there's a system set up, right. It's an automation. So they inquire, they get an email back. The email has the schedule from the schedule. They pick a day, they get the contract, they pay the invoice. Right. And I wake up and someone's paid and it's like, wonderful. Like I, thanks, you know, and, and I help my clients set up the same thing. It's like, Hey, you know, we don't have time for the back and forth, right? It's a waste of time. Like When you think about you only have 20 hours, you can't spend those 20 hours going back and forth over and over and over again saying the exact same things to every client. This is my schedule. This is my calendar. Does this work for you? Does that work for you? No. We need to systematize that, right? Make it make it something that's super streamlined. You can use Zapato, you can use Calendly. There are so many different platforms out there that you can create a system and a workflow so that you can make money. I hate to say it like this because I, I don't want it to sound gimmicky, but you can make money in your sleep, right? You can you can get paid while you are literally sleeping or while you're spending time with your family, while you are you know doing something really important, while you are you know just there are so many reasons why you could be doing something else besides sitting in your email inbox waiting for an inquiry to go back and forth with somebody, right? So I really am big on automations. And I feel like um, a lot of times people don't realize you can have the simplest workflow. It doesn't have to be something super complicated. You don't need this exhaustive funnel. Like it doesn't need to be any of that. It needs to be, here's an appointment link. Here's how they can check out simple you know (laughs) just keep it super simple
0: yes so we just because i think this is key because a lot of people don't use it or think oh it's going to take so long to set this up they put it on the back burner it's like at the bottom their to-do list but actually it could be the thing that saves two hours this week for you it could be the thing and then you know cumulative compound effects of those two hours every single week is huge So what would you say are the most important workflows that people really need to consider putting in place? Like if you have to say, right, this is the top three workflows that you must, everyone must have in their business or they, you know, kind of where you should be thinking about. So obviously appointments. So if you're a service provider, someone inquires and then the link, the contract and the whole process, that's a beautiful example. I love that you've shared. Any others that people can kind of trigger their thinking there?
1: That's a good question. So the number one is is for me will always be client inquiry. Right. So from client inquiry to checkout. Um, And I feel like that workflow was filled with a bunch of different workflows. Um, But another workflow that I feel like people don't always think about. And this is for my coaches. But um, you, you know how a lot of times us coaches and it's not everyone, but sometimes we have programs that have applications. A workflow that I that has that has saved my life, honestly, is a workflow when I deny clients. Like, a, a yeah, yeah, a denial process. Um, like when when I say that you know I, either I don't have space or that I just simply don't want to work with the person, I have a whole workflow for that. And I know that sounds kind of crazy, like you have a workflow to deny people, but like, yeah, because the truth is that you don't want to leave someone hanging, right? You don't want someone to inquire and then you just Oh, I don't want to work with them. You don't say anything. So I have a process and it's templated and it's a workflow for me to deny clients. And that has been a, a game changer. And it's also given me a little bit more confidence because if you think about the fact that sometimes you don't, like sometimes the client is not aligned or sometimes like there's a program that's better suited for them or whatever, you still want to serve them well. But sometimes it can be like mentally kind of nerve wracking to be like, oh, no, you know, I think like you're a good fit, blah, blah, blah. So instead, you can have a workflow that just easily they just, OK, once you've decided they're not a good fit, now they go through this other workflow. And maybe it gives them other options or whatever, you know, whatever you have set up. But that's another really good workflow. Um, and then I, I would say, I guess the third workflow for me that I just find that I use time and time again will be um, my uh, my feedback. So, like getting getting like uh, client testimonials, things like that. That's another really good workflow that I think a lot of people forget about. So, I, I guess it's like an offboarding workflow. Where, um, but really for for that portion, prioritizing getting feedback and something that happens a lot that I find that happens to my clients is that you will ask for feedback only one time, but if they don't give you feedback, then you just let it go. And it's like, no, keep asking them because they're bound to have a win. And then also something else that I do that a lot of people don't, I don't think people realize this, but inside the, the, um, the cycle or inside that, that automation, it actually goes for an entire year because I'm asking them for updates, right? So now they're not only are they giving me a testimonial when they, you know, first work with me and they're finished, but also I want to know how things are going three months from now and six months from now and nine months in a year. And the reason why is because sometimes people join your program or sometimes people work with you and they don't get an immediate result. Like think about it, like everybody doesn't get a result right then and there. And if they do, sometimes it's not like that big, juicy, life-changing thing, right? But six months from now, when they're really thinking about it, they're like, wow, I can really attribute this transformation to your program. But you won't know that if you don't ask them. So that's another little
0: little one. Yeah, that I think a lot of people don't think about. That's gold right there that's so true because sometimes things take time I know some of my clients they went through the program. They had huge aha moments with Buddha, but they're real big money. Like this multiple six figures and now transferring seven figures happen after a few times they've done it, where they're iterated, they implemented, and now it's huge. Yes. So that's amazing. So how? what would you say? Would you, would you have like a workflow where you ask regularly, say, how you go, are you doing? Have you got any updates? Anything else that's happening, exciting in your life they you want to share with? What would, is that what kind of feedback you're asking for them? Yeah. So,
1: uh, so usually the way it looks, I, I send one out. So they get one immediately, right. When, when it ends. And then after three months, Six months, nine months, and twelve months. So basically, every quarter I'm touching base, and um, it just says something to the effect of like, "Hey, you know, I was just thinking about you, and I just want to check in to see how you were doing." And um, a lot of times, even though it's a workflow in Sato, you can set it up to where like you can put a check mark to approve it. And so what I will do is I will go in and I'll say like, "Hey, I know last time this is what was going on. How's the progress going on this? Right?" And mm-hmm. I'll ask them something very specific because I want to know specifically how is this thing going. And if they're making a pivot, if they're changing, I just would love to know like, where's their progress on something specific that we might've talked about, something we had to work through and just ask them for any of it. Cause you, you literally never know. And it's like, it's, like you said, Sometimes you don't really see that, that success and that result until months later. And those little check ins are really good. And then also, let's just be honest, those check ins sometimes keep us top of mind for them, right? It reminds them like, Hey, if you need any more assistance or if you're, you know, needing anything else, I'm here. Like I'm here to help and serve you. Like this is just another level. And I I talk about the customer journey. This is where that client retention and client loyalty comes in, right? Because they don't just see me as someone that took their money one time and. That was it, right? No, I'm checking in on you. I want to know how you're doing because those conversations, while while they may not make money like right there in that moment for me, it could lead to them referring me to someone else or it could lead to anything, right? And so I will give them that conversation, those, you know, few email exchanges or those few boxer messages. I will give them that if it means that they feel well supported and well served while also giving me the opportunity to pour into someone who can then connect me with somebody else that I can impact.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful because they can also say, actually, I was thinking about this and maybe they reply and ask for help and you're there yes. supporting them. And it's actually a beautiful connect. I-, I love that so much. It's such a beautiful thing. Yes, um, That's powerful. That's so powerful. Obviously, your, even your podcast interview, like what we're doing today, like your workflow now has been astonishing. It's like beautiful. Boom, 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 boom. Thank you. Everything set up. <laughs> like even that is just beautiful, isn't it?
1: Yes, and and that that's one um, that's actually a workflow that I just finished creating because I was like, I need to figure out a way to not have to go back. I will say this: whenever it's time, and, and I'm always thinking about how can we be more efficient, how can we be more productive. Anything in your business that you have to go back and forth more than three times, that needs to like figure out how you can automate it. And for me, I realized that the podcast, like the interviews. I was having to go back and forth to say, oh, could you send me your headshot? Could you send me this? Could you send me? It's like, why don't you just put this all in one form and just make it easy on everybody? Because now you don't have to dig through and remember to send me anything. Like all your stuff is just in one place. Like it's just, it makes life so much easier. So I tell people like anytime you're doing more than about two or three exchanges, go ahead and figure out how can we make this a template? How can we create a workflow around this that just simplifies things? So now all you have to do is send a link or send send, you know, one simple email and everything just falls into place and it just saves you so much time. Like imagine saving, like I, I, I'm pretty sure at this point I've probably saved, you know, hundreds of hours on this podcast because I haven't been having to go back and forth via email doing all these different things.
0: Yeah, it's so efficient. And I've been doing a lot of podcasts and your workflow is stunning. Like it's beautiful. Oh, like, thank it's so- you. And this is like, wow, Kay's like, when, she really, when she, she really does what she preaches, like this is so efficient. Like guys, listen, this was just so on point. And I was like, I was so impressed. I was like, wow, this is, first of all, it's just it's so impressive as a business owner that you see so prepared, so organized, it's so flowy. And then you're like, yeah, I understand how if you have flows and systems like that 24 20 hours a week is really really achievable. That's so yeah. so powerful. Yes. And I think the
1: last thing that I just want to say on this point is that when we do have those systems in place and when you are really thinking about productivity first I'm like, this is just, you saying this is just such a huge compliment to me, honestly. Like, I'm just, like, sitting here receiving it, and I'm like, wow, like, I'm so glad that, like, you see it. But I also feel like when we have those things in place, everybody feels supported, right? Everybody feels like their needs are being met, and everybody feels like their time is being respected, you know? Like when I ask someone to be on the show or when I ask someone to, you know, swap with me in any kind of capacity or if I'm asking someone to work with me, you know, if I'm taking them on as a client, I really want everyone to feel like their time is also being respected as well. And it's not to say that if you don't have systems right now, we all are learning and evolving and growing. So you, we all and there's always something to improve. So I'm not the end all be all of perfection. But. There is something to say about just really feeling like and and setting the tone of like, hey, I respect your time, you know, and I want you to respect my time as well. And I feel like that's like something that's really key as well. When we start thinking about productivity and just like putting these systems in place and the ability to work less and still make the money that you want to make. It's just so important that everybody, no matter what, feels supported and valued along the journey. And I think that that's important and it, it leads to a lot of personal satisfaction as well. Well, like I feel personally satisfied knowing that my clients feel taken care of people that I collaborate my my industry peers like everybody feels personally taken care of but like I don't have to do every single step all the time like that is you know something that's also really important I think just to kind of think of as well
0: yeah that's beautiful that's beautiful I guess this also gives you that peace of mind that you can uh, be present with your family with your kids because you know you don't have to respond or you don't have to be there because there's also systems and automations working in the background while you are not. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) yes, exactly. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Well, this has been such a joyful time. I absolutely loved having you. Tell us more about what have you got going on, any programs, any offers, anything exciting. If someone wants to dive deep into your world and they say, oh my word, I just would love, you know, K, K-, K to work with Kay or to help that you can offer people with their structure, with their system, Where, what, where, where can they go? Where can they find you? Tell us more.
1: Yes. So the best place to find me, honestly, is my podcast, the Becoming CEO podcast. Um, I put out episodes at least weekly. I'm bumping up it twice a week. I'm really excited about that. So that's area one. And the other place is on Instagram. You can follow me at Mrs. K. Hillman. I'm always over there just like sharing my life and just sharing like what's going on in the business and all the things over there. But also I would love it if if you are a business owner and you feel like you have some value to add. Come on over and talk to me on my podcast. Like, I would love to interview. I'm always looking to interview more amazing people. And I'm sure if they're listening to you, they have to be top notch. So I'm here for it. So feel free to send me a DM and I can send you the links so that you can, um, apply to, you know, talk to me on the podcast and so we can, you know, just learn more about your expertise. But, um, but yeah, those are like the main places you can find me. I talk all about my programs on my podcast and on my, um, my Instagram. But yeah, those are my two main places.
0: Oh, amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time. It's been incredible. Kay. Lovely to have you here today. Thank you. one of the problems so many outstanding experts face is what I call an invisible expert trap. This is where you post three to four times a week and 70% of your content is incredible information. And this information itself can change people's lives. But no one seems to care, no one's asking to buy from you every day. And the truth is you're not quite sure where your next client is coming from and business feels really unstable. You don't have consistent sales or consistent cash flow in your business. you can't predict how much money you're going to make in the next month or the next quarter. This is what I see so many outstanding coaches, experts, service providers face. Even though their results are incredible, they have client testimonials, people tell them all the time, I'm not sure why you're not fully booked. If that sounds like you, I have something very special for you. I am running an incredibly powerful masterclass where I will show you how to avoid this trap, how to create consistent sales in your business, and how to turn your business into cash generating machine. All you need to do is send me an email on contact at bossyheels.com or send me a DM on Instagram on Bossy Club and I will send you an invite.